It's been a few weeks, but the Batman, Robin and Alfred are all back together. We've got a big, big show. We ask another burning question. We've got a sensational edition of the movie line. We're going to pick the mind of Richo Man. Plus, we have got probably the greatest sponsor we have ever, ever had. We've got a huge, huge show. Brownie, Richo, under the same roof. How bloody good. Where have you been? What a bad intro, by the way. Where have you been? And why? Uh, the show's gone really well with that. I thought Has Wally gone. was probably better than you, and I thought the, oh, the show of the year I don't know that. was last week. Last week when, was all right. Um, we, we did it ourselves, like we did for you know six or seven no, years. No, I was I was away. I was away uh, over Easter up in God's country, Bundalong. You might know it up yeah. on up on the Murray. And then last week I was at the Bull, the what racing carnival. The, what's the highlight of Warrnambool? By the way. Uh, mate, on the on the Thursday when they have the grand annual, the yeah. whole race course empties out, and they head up to the um, head up to the hill to watch right. it. And that, yeah. that is the race. They run through the backyard. Yeah. What they about Julian Valance's date the second day? Was that uh, the highlight <laughs> of the book? <laughs> Look, we told Julesy don't try the oysters up there. He still got on them, and he was a very crook boy. But uh, you know, the, don't. What happens, Richo, is every year it's it's, it's middle aged men. They're trying it's to get basically. A lot of married middle-aged men yep. just trying to get a few days just, off. They just want to get the hell away from the Dahl and the kids. They go up there, they tr- they drink drink as much piss as possible, t- trying to take on the bull, and the bull wins every wins single time. Well, you can't too beat old it. To do that. You too cannot old. beat it. Hey, but while I was away though, well, I mean, what the hell is going on with with Melbourne? You see this stuff with Petraka? Did you like Christian Petraka realised yeah. he wasn't uh, Moby Dick uh, during a training <laughs> session? Now I've done hypoxic training, and I, I actually really enjoyed it. I felt I got a fair bit out of it. You uh, hypoxic based is when you swim underwater so you might go from end to end holding your breath it's meant to open up your lungs and open up your white blood cells to the surfers do it to help your endurance yeah Yeah. but uh, poor old Christian Petrarca passed out now he was holding a, a medicine ball or something. It's not like that. funny, it's, really, is it? It's, <laughs> it's not. It's not funny, but it's funny that he, all he needs to do is go to the top and yeah. let go of the medicine ball. He's trying to push himself. He's yeah, trying to I push like himself. That he's, that's is it, is it called passing out when you've technically drowned as well? Um, no. I would, how close were you? You would have been a coward at it. No, I was pretty strong at it. Well, I was pretty good at it, yeah. I used, to, ever, go, I used to be able to get to two laps underwater. So There's been some stupid stuff for training back over 50. the years, though, hasn't there? There has. There has. Pre-seasons are notorious for absolutely coaches getting bored, thinking about these things maybe in October, November, yeah. and putting it on the players to do all sorts of different things. So remember the Nigel Smart walking on fire thing? Didn't work. Didn't work. <laughs> Um, I remember once when we, we we weren't kicking the ball that well. We our, our skills at Richmond were pretty ordinary, and we thought, how are we going to get better? How are we going to see players in different sort of positions? How, yeah. how, how are we going to get better at our skill level? So I said to Plough, I said, Plough, I want to take training. I said, I've got a good oh. idea, and I want to do it once a week. I said, and this is the idea, I said, nobody is allowed to talk out in the training track. I said, there's not a sound. So what we're going to do is train by feel and by look and by sight. So if you need to hit a target, you're looking over your left shoulder, you're looking over your right shoulder, but you cannot say a word. So we did a silent <laughs> training session and it was a, it was a debacle. It was a the only noise you could hear at that training session were blokes laughing at how stupid it was. That reminds me of uh, the West Coast Eagles. They had a training session once where they were blindfolded at training. Like, what were they trying to get well, out of that? I guess it was a similar type of thing, trying no. to hit targets where you can't actually see them to improve skills. That was never going to work. And, and the great Tony Jewell, the year Richmond won the premiership in 1980? Yeah, yeah, 1980, TJ coming into the pre-season. It was his second year in charge at Tigerland. TJ thought, we're going to toughen up. We're going to have a hard pre-season. He banned water. 
at pre-season training. <laughs> <laughs> he banned water at pre-season training. And it was all going okay until 15 guys passed out at uh, their first big training run for the year. And quickly the water came back out. Like, seriously, you think yeah, in a professional yeah. age of sport, how could it be a good idea to not have water at training? 30 years ago, though. 30 yeah, years yeah. ago, the whole thing was Heart, tough you know, love. toughen up, harden but up. Surely 30 years ago... They knew that you had to drink water to stay hydrated. You would have thought so. I can't believe that. Richo, you're in the news. I mean, you're always in the news. You're one of the, the, the biggest media personalities in, in the city, but probably not for the right reasons. Well, it wasn't even news. You're on social media this week. You got caught doing something that you did a little bit during your footy career. I gave the bird. Yeah. But this uh, this really annoyed me. And so I, there photos going around you doing the bird? There was a f- all over social. All right. over Instagram all over and, and Facebook. It was Friday night at Marvel Stadium, Hummer. Or what, this shows you how fake news starts in yep. football, right? I walked out onto the ground. It was about 20 minutes before the game. You know, I was working for Channel 7. I walked out onto the ground. I get a text message. My phone vibrated in my pocket. I wasn't working for another 10 or 15 minutes. I look at the message, and it's our mate Nathan here, and it said, I've got the binoculars trained on your rude head as we speak. And I knew he was working with Triple M. Because I've got a real thing that maybe he's going back at a rate of knots. So I was just having a check, well, check really? the whole crown at the back of the head, the Jared Healy spot, out. you know, that real bald spot. So the binoculars were right out. Yeah, and right. It's, a, it's a bit thin up there, Matthew. Yeah, it is. The, the, the feathers are coming out. And, well, you've been saying that for weeks, and that's not a statement that anyone hasn't heard here on this yeah. podcast. Anyway, so... So I turn around, I look up at the uh, Triple M box, and I give Nathan the bird. Yep. It was seriously half a second, right? It was that quick, okay? Next thing I know, people are texting me half an hour later. It's already on Facebook. It's already on Instagram. And the person that has put it up onto Facebook first has said, Matthew Richardson here (laughs) giving the bird to Western Bulldog supporters. (laughs) (laughs) So my God! Just shows you how they got the photo stuff. that quickly. Well, well, they must have just been following you. Clearly, they were, had it trained on me. Ooh. Clearly, the hey, it's not the first time you've given the bird. You've been in trouble for giving the bird before, but you've also been in trouble. And I remember for being demonstrative to your teammates uh, on on occasions, Matthew. You, yeah. you you're a demonstrative Whoa, sort of. You, you let your emotions. Out, wasn't That's another get revelation. Of you. Another um, revelation. Man, you've had a couple of fights out <laughs> in the <laughs> field, but we have a laugh about having a fight out in the field, and then we we used yes. to get on with it. But poor old Chad Wingard was caught in an awkward moment, wasn't he, when he realised that the cameras were on him and uh, he was sort of pleading his case to Ruffy and a few of the senior boys. I didn't mind it, though. And you know what? And I love the way Ben Stratton responded to it. Yeah, I reckon we hang our teammates out to dry too much in this industry now. Teams don't stick up for their own players. They pander to the media and give them what they want, I reckon. So I thought it was good by Ben Stratton to say there was nothing in it. We have these type of conversations all the time on the ground. We want players to be robots. Seriously, why can't teammates show a bit of emotion to each other when they're trying to discuss Mm. something out on the ground? Do you have an issue with it? No, not an issue at all. Why does everyone go on about it? Seriously, uh, we were an age of political correctness, and there's so much media scrutiny. And Hawthorne are meant to be the happy club where they don't show anybody yeah. their emotions. And I guess it would have annoyed Alistair Clarkson. Yeah. But uh, there's the, some of the conversations me and used to have in the forward fifty. Would you get? The, would you get genuinely feisty? Genuinely and heated? Yeah, get call it each other names and uh, uh, expletives really? and all that sort of but stuff. I reckon, and, what but we, we get, we get straight over it. 
What would set what would set you off on Bra- what would Brownie do that well, would be, set you well, off? Would be getting Brownie, in his way? It would be Brownie getting in my space. It would be Brownie making it all about him out on the ground. <laughs> it would be Brownie having a shot, doing a U turn when he could have handballed it off to a teammate. It would be Brownie not centering it and trying to have a banana from the boundary line when he could have centered it. Matt. There were probably fifteen things. Let's, it could let's, have been. let's not talk about giving the hands off, mate. Okay. Well, Your hands were painted on anywhere inside fifty. No, that's Especially true. when you got it at fifty and you were in around on that big arc that you had yeah. because you thought from 55 I'm a pretty good chance from here and it you would burn every player that ran past would you ever get angry at, at Richard yeah, uh, yeah of course what could he do no, if he dropped forward. the mark I mean I, I laced him out so, so many times he'd drop a mark or something like that or it, more, more so if I was running past for the handball and he'd fake the fact that he was trying to handball it to me. And he'd be like, oh, I just couldn't get it quickly enough. And, you know and the then best by one. that time, Preston just slow-mo would laid him down. You know the best one that in the forward line where teammates get annoyed, where you mark it on an angle and you turn inboard and you make out you're going to try and pass it off, but you never got any intention of passing it off. But seriously, just to finish off the wing guard thing, I liked it. I don't care that teammates can have a bit of a crack at each other. It's good. They're emotional. They're passionate. Too many robots in footy now. Mm. Brownie, after a, uh, a rough start to the punting, it was a tough start. Year, yeah, very tough. It, things are just level. Always water always finds us lick. Uh, we did. We uh, I don't know what you're talking about, Hummer, but we had a multi two weeks ago, which got up, and then last week I, I genuinely liked the the plus line of Fremantle. So I took the plus twenty and a half. What they was got it in the end? Seventeen points they lost Ooh. to Adelaide by. So we won uh, four hundred and sixty one bucks. So our bank total at the moment is twelve hundred and sixty one. So um, at the end of the week? show, I'll right let you know what yep. the bet is. So he hasn't worked that yet. Hey, he hasn't worked it no, out. He's got a good one. Hey, um, now we've got we're at this. There's been a lot of talk about contested marks. Now, contested marks have only been recorded till what 1999. I think that's why is that, by the way? Uh, well, they just didn't have the manpower. They just didn't have the facilitators. Back to then, take they it used on. to actually mark it down one by one. I remember when I first started. I think it was in '98. I went into the coach's box and they, yeah. they had somebody in there, like physically with a pen and yeah, paper. Yeah. One bloke calling, going, uh, Ramiro, handball, Liberatore, handball, and they'd have one bloke scribing. So they obviously didn't have the manpower or the uh, the money to put into it. I wonder what year they actually started taking kicks, marks, and handballs. Probably in the 50s or 60s, I reckon. Yeah. yeah. But Aaron Norton was unbelievable. He yep. took nine contested marks, still had about six minutes to get that last one. Wayne Carey was the best with 10. I saw on the sheet that you'd done it twice. Uh, nine. nine, yeah, and I knew that. And when I was on the boundary line, obviously, Friday night. And Were you nervous that a milestone was going to be passed? No, you know what I liked about it was the fact that I knew they were going to start talking about the previous records. And I knew that Duck was probably up there, but I started thinking, hang on, this might be, uh, I might get a bit of airtime here. I thought, yeah, so I was wrapped he was taking them because I knew that it was going to all come back to uh, the records of previous years. But contested marks now, uh, seriously, a fly could land on you and they'd say it was a contested mark. Although the, 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 yeah. the Aaron Norton's don't count. Oh. They're, they're a little bit easier for Aaron Norton to take than when big Matthew Richardson, and the big number 12, used to take them. They, they contested mark yeah. used to be when you're in a pack of three or four players. Right. Seriously, now... So it's I changed, could, hasn't it? I now? could put my fingernail on yep. Hummer and that would be a contested mark. Okay. So it has changed, no. <laughs> hey, before we really just delve into into the show, with a burning question coming up, I need to make mention of a very special sponsor. Now... 
I we've we've made it very abundantly clear. I love free stuff. Now I'm just a commoner. I have been a commoner my whole life. I've I haven't been afforded the same luxury that you boys have. I haven't had car dealerships and come to me with new Nissans and everything. So we put the call out you now. Got some Pumas off Georgie Parker though. I did, I got some New Balance off Georgie Parker. I got some Pumas from Joe Weston. Oh, the Vixen Yeah. So oh, well, I, I'm well. starting to build up a little. Uh, so what do we got now? War chest. Well, a man called William Hugo from Hugo Wines got onto me on Instagram. He said, "Mate, I love the show and I want to get involved." Now, as we said, you don't have to give us much you don't have to give us anything really but he just sent through some magnificent wines so we've got a bottle of wine actually we've yeah we've got a few bottles each we've got some shiraz with uh grenache now i like the grenache you uh you gave him a bit of a shout out last i did apparently you you weren't overly happy with it wasn't happy with it so i'm going to give him the 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 full the full whack now hugo wines they're they're located in mclaren vale their family owned winery the good thing is you can get them in there's a couple of uh wine uh, wine bars the quarter cafe in degrave street that a boy wine bar There's there's a heap of wine bars but Go to hugowines.com.au. Now, I'm not a big wine person, but yeah. I tucked in these Shiraz, Richard. Oh, my Is it good? God. They are is, delicious. Is this going to be an ongoing arrangement, do you think? I hope so. If, they, if they're happy with the work that we give them and we get... So head on to hugowines.com.au. Nice. They're very well priced like and they the are Grenache. a delicious mm. wine. The Grenache. What I'm is gonna, it? What is a Grenache? I'm going to tuck into the Shiraz tonight, Hummer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, is, it is very, very nice. Oh, now this is one of the favourite segments of Brownie, Richo and Hummer. The burning question where we tackle the big, big issues. We don't give a shit about politics. We don't care about healthcare. We tackle the big issues. Now, we've got one in here. I'm not sure which, if this came from you, Brownie, but farting at the urinal. Well, we've been it, on this. Topic. This is round eight, Hummer, and um, Matthew normally comes with the uh, well, burning thought, question, well, so well, I don't know why you'd be turning to me. I have, and I've got another one. I'm just fixing up my parking down there. Okay, no worries. When you're you're right to join us. Paystay, you can do it online now, so I've just... Put another hour in. Anyway, that's oh, not. That's got maybe nothing. Maybe Paste. I want to get on. Did board. it ask this if, you, if you've moved your car though? Yeah, and I said yeah. I had. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> now the burning question each week. This week, Brownie, and it was on Sunday afternoon at the MCG. And generally by Sunday afternoon, you know, everyone in the press box is getting a bit tired and irritable. You know, it's the third yep. game for the weekend, and it's a tough job having to cover football, isn't yeah. it? So <laughs> anyway. I've, uh, I've walked into the toilet at the uh, MCG and I've wandered up to the urinal and another gentleman has walked in. Another media person or another, someone you didn't know? No, another. Well, he had a media pass, but I'm not, sure, I'm not sure who he worked for. So I can't name names. I'd like to name names, yep, but I don't yep. know who this gentleman was. Anyway, he walked up. And you know how sometimes you acknowledge the person next to you at the urinal? Well, this guy sort of looked at me and nodded. And I that nodded. would probably happen to you a bit as well, you, you know. So we nodded at each other and, you know, we're both about to get down to business and, and relieve ourselves. And he's standing there and he has let the biggest <laughs> rip-roaring fart go that I've ever heard. And I was a bit taken aback. I was a bit shocked. <laughs> I waited for him to laugh or, or say, excuse me, and he didn't say anything. So I thought, oh, gee, that's a little bit different. So I'm standing there for about another five or ten seconds and he's done it again. Oh, he's let another one two go. banger. Another one go, and he has not batted an eyelid again. He didn't acknowledge that he'd done it. He didn't say excuse me. I didn't know what to say. I felt a little bit. Uh, I felt a little bit shy and awkward. <laughs> I walked off, and I'm washing my hands. He walked up, and he washed his hands, <laughs> and I walked out, and I walked back to the Drow W commentary box, and I thought that is strange. That is yeah. very, what. What is the etiquette there? So my burning I, question is. Number one, is it okay to fart at the urinal when you're standing next to someone else? And number two, if you do, should you at least acknowledge it? 
Seriously. Okay. Absolutely, it's okay to fart at the human. Okay. Because you know, when you go to the toilet, you've been sitting down for a while, you stand up, something moves. Well, you, you get st- very you relaxed. You start to relieve yourself, okay. and then something happens. I get that. So, I... I I, I, so I find okay. it very, very funny. But I, okay. I can't help myself but laugh. If I fart no. at the urinal, I laugh. If there's someone next to me, I don't know who they are, I, you have to have a giggle. But that's okay. Yeah. Because at least you've acknowledged it. This bloke didn't do anything. <laughs> <laughs> I couldn't believe it. Look, I, it is very hard to hold a fart in at the urinal because, as I said, once you get the snag out, you, you everything relaxes and it's tough. But yeah, you, you that, need Hummer. to be acknowledging it. You I cannot. Get that. It, even excuse me or a sorry mate or how about that one? This because, bloke must have been deaf and must have been able to hear his own. <laughs> You, when, you, when you're having a piss, do you stand there and you got the bloke next to you and you sort of sit there and you go, you have a quick look. No, so, no, see, no, no. See how big he's been. No, why would anyone be doing that? It is time for the coveted Trump or Trumpet Award. I actually uh, don't have my notes from last week, so I can't add them up, but I, I think we do have Christo still, Michael Christensen still at the top, along with the Essendon Football Club. <laughs> At some point, being the host... Get and read, uh, listen to the I, rest I do, of the podcast, I do have, I do have, and then put the leaderboard together. Because at the end of yep. the year, we'd like to know. I do have a leaderboard. It's just not just not. Um, I didn't well, you, would, you, you didn't bring it to the show. You and thought this wasn't no, the space to bring your pre-prepared notes. And no. Brownie, I just want to point this out for the last time for the year. Uh, the MRO, the match review officer, is Michael Christian. And he is known as Chriso, not Christo. Christo. <laughs> the Count of Monte Cristo. Right, well, Chris o, again, Chris, Chris o is second. We've got the Essendon Footy Club at the top and Chris O uh, second for your worst on. For your best on, I think we've still got... Oh, uh, it doesn't matter doesn't because matter. you haven't got it, so don't, no. don't speculate. So, Matthew, you go first. Okay, so what are we doing, best or worst? We normally do best All right, first, we'll yeah. do best. And we normally start with a one. I'm going to write right. these down. So the one, I'm giving one to Jeremy Cameron again. So he'd be oh, up there. Oh, he's up there, yep. He's the only forward in the competition at the moment that looks like kicking bags of goals. He kicked six again on the weekend. And that tells me if no one else is kicking bags, it's tough in this competition to kick a bag at the moment. He kicked six. I'm giving him one. He's 13 ahead in the Coleman after seven rounds. He is going beautifully, Jeremy Cameron. I'm giving uh, two to Tim Kelly. Uh, I was at the MCG Sunday, and he's a machine. I don't know. Every week, he's, his contract's going up. The Cats aren't going to be able to keep him. No way known, because I think Freo or West Coast will come in with a huge offer. Gave him two, and we talked about this man before with the contested marks at uh, Marvel Stadium on Friday night against Richmond. He took nine contested marks, Aaron Norton, and he was outstanding, so he got my three. He can't uh, disagree with those. I gave one to Sean Higgins. Thought he came back into the side. The 37 disposals. He's had 30 every time he's played, How I think, he? this year. He, he gets better fine. every year, doesn't it's, he? It's a bit of a dog's theme here I've got for the uh, for the award. Two to Marcus Bontempelli. I thought his game, um, 27 disposals, three goals. I love the fact that he played more forward. Um, they absolutely obliterated he's, Hawthorne. He's Two got players. his power back, hasn't yeah. he? Exactly. And the three votes, like you, Aaron Norton. So I've gone Higgins, Bontempelli wow. and Norton, which is a real Bulldogs sort of theme. Is that, is that because you're a Bulldogs fan? Uh, no, I don't think... for the Bulldogs or not? I don't really he, back for anybody. He goes for whoever's side. Well, I don't he, really he back for anybody. He went for Richmond yeah. and then when the it's Doggies were winning, it was very conveniently for the Doggies. Hey, I hate to say this because I don't like giving you compliments, but I saw on social media during the week that... That someone called Sean Higgins a poor man's Nathan Brown. 
Uh, I have to disagree with that. I think he is he's 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 as player. good as yeah. you get. Sure well, he's, he's a very good player, but the way you said, I was saying that I you, always thought that you the were early better. part of his career was just cruel by injuries, and that if he didn't have those injuries, uh, well, his standing would be way here. Well, so he's, uh, he's all Australian. I That's mean, I, I remember a final once where he absolutely gave it to. Darren Milburn, the only thing he missed was kicking goals. I think he kicked one goal four in the first mm-hmm. half, but it was a big final against Geelong on yeah. Darren Milburn, who's one of the best defenders in the history of the game. Yeah. All right, let's all right. get to the juicy ones, the ones that we all love, the worst on the Trump Awards. And it, I gave one vote, and in his own words, he said he played a one out of ten game on Sunday. I've never seen him have as quiet a game Danger. as what he had, Danger. He's yeah. a little bit injured, but... Uh, you just never see him have a bad game. He had eight disposals and just couldn't get Awful. near it. Uh, I gave two to Joe Danaher in that same game. Now, Blitzass, he is on fire. He is absolutely dominating down back. Joey didn't have a great day up forward. I uh, know it was his only second game back. A bit harsh probably, but two for Joe Danaher. I gave three to the Carlton Football Club. Mm. Oh, I know they had injuries, but... They were woeful. But they were very yeah. ordinary on the weekend. I gave one, and I don't agree with it, but I think this what is Ward is about what it is. If you make news for the wrong reasons, and now I don't there's, there's anything wrong with having a beer, but I had to get Stephen Main there for one vote. Um, unfortunately, he's in the news again. Don't agree with the fact that he's in the news and someone taking a photo of him, but I thought I'd slip him in because that is what the award's about. I gave two votes to a young man um, called Noah Bolter. Uh, now, hey. Noah Bolter, what? did you That's see harsh. when Aaron Norton, not for his performance, uh, did you see when Aaron Norton took a big mark at the end of the game and uh, that was his ninth contested mark and yeah. he was about to go back for his fifth goal and uh, your mate, poor old Noah Bolter, thought he'd start pushing and shoving him no, and I making him take... a complete clown of himself. I won't accept that. Why was he pushing yeah, and shoving oh, he's Aaron He's showing Norton. a bit of passion, Brownie. He's just about to kick his fifth. Late in the last quarter, his ninth contested mark, and Noah Boulder's pushing him around. Oh, do you want guys to stand? Come up? on, Noah. Do you want guys? The to... time to stand up was the first quarter. So when your team's struggling, do you want do you want Noah Boulder to dig yeah. a hole and sit in it? Don't yeah, you? I do. All right. Yeah, oh, I'm going to supply right. him with a shovel next week. Right. Oh. Three votes, uh, and I like Noah Boulder. He's the fastest player in the NFL. Did you know that? He is. Yeah. I've got a good nickname for him. I'm trying to get out there. Bolter. Well, you know the the Mars Volta, the band. Yeah. All right. No. Remember around the drive-in? Yeah. Brandy, you don't know that They band. became the Mars Volta. Yep. Mars Volta. <laughs> it's not going to work. No. I've got three votes. Uh, Brandy, to, he knows that band as well. You had no idea who that band Christian. was. Christian. Like, didn't, didn't. Now, I don't know what Michael <laughs> Christian... Three votes to Michael Christian. I don't know what hit role he's, he's uh, rolling with at the moment, but... Every decision he makes gets overturned. Bang. No. Well, he, I can tell you That's this. That's not Chriso's fault, though. He is following but a set of... every result he gives gets overturned. Yeah. He's Three following votes a set of guidelines. To Christos. <laughs> the Count of Monte Cristo. <laughs> not the greatest round of footy round eight. We've, we've found a few gems, of course, kicking things off with the showdown, Port versus Adelaide. This is going to be a pretty close one here. $2.15 on offer for Port Adelaide, $1.67 on Adelaide Brownie. How do you see this one playing out? Eight of the last 10 games between these two in the showdown have been between 1 and 39. There's been two blowouts in that time. So I'm going to, I think I'm going to take Adelaide because Port Adelaide got a few injuries, 1 to 39. Adelaide have had their issues this year early on in the season, been able to score enough. But what they have been able to do is hold teams to low scores. So I think 
uh, Adelaide in this one should be able to get the job done. Yeah, I don't think it matters who plays in these games. It's always close, as you just said. But Porter got too many injuries now. Like a few teams at the moment, I think the tipping point is with Ollie Wines now out joining Robbie Gray, Jonas Watts, Hartlett, mm. Ebert. Good probably, players. Yeah. It's they're six of their best. With everybody in up and firing for Port, I think they're a top yeah, four side. Yeah, but six of your probably top twelve players yeah. not playing hurts. I don't think they can win. I think the Crows win, Hummer. Fremantle host Richmond on the Sunday night game, the Mother's Day game. Fremantle dollar sixty seven. Richmond two dollars fifteen. This is I reckon this is a tough game. This to put. It is, but I'm going to go with Fremantle. Uh, Richmond were pretty ordinary last week. Fremantle at home this year have been unbelievable. Different team um, at home. Uh, they, are, they did beat GWS uh, in Canberra, which is a hard thing to do. They pushed Adelaide last week in a low-scoring game. So for me, Fremantle, I can't see Richmond going over there and being able to beat them with what they've served up this year. And they just got beaten by West Coast a couple of weeks ago as well. Yeah, Richmond's struggling at the moment when they play teams that are tall, the good marking teams. Richmond aren't a tall team, and uh, Fremantle are. Down down back, Hamling and Pierce. They're by 200-centimetre key defenders. Mm. So Tom Lynch is struggling a little bit. I just can't see Richmond kicking a score. And down back, Nick Floston. The teams aren't out yet, but he's 50-50 to play. Asprey might come back in, but he's not confirmed. Uh, lost too much down back, Richmond. That would leave Grimes as their sole experienced defender. So I think Fremantle have too much firepower in this one. Now, you believe that there's only three sides right now. Mm. It might change, but three sides that are clear-cut three? above everybody else. I think so, and I think you'll agree. There's, there's yep. three teams. The Cats are outstanding at the moment. Their defence led by Blitzars and Stewart. Harry Taylor's back. Collar Jasny's in career-best form. <laughs> young... Um, Young Jack Henry, Tui to come back in. That yep. defence, you can't score on them. No. I think they're the best team. Collingwood just behind them, and it's built on their defence as well. Darcy Moore, career oh, best form. how about yep. that? He's flying. Roughhead settled into that defence beautifully. I mean, they got Ben Reid coming back into the team last week playing Good well. problem to have. Yeah, they've got a luxury of players at the moment, Collingwood. And I think GWS, they've got the best forward in the competition. And, you know, they're midfield with Kelly and Canelio and Whitfield yeah. in career best form. I think those three teams are 20% better than the rest at the moment. I think Collingwood and Geelong, for me, stand even at the moment. I think they're clearly the two best sides. Then even, I've got even or who, name who's better? Uh, those two, Geelong and Collingwood, who, I think they're even. If they played now in a grand final, who wins? Oh, it's a toss of the coin job. I'd, I'd go with Geelong only because um, how good they have been this year yeah. and they are, to this point, the best team. Then I've got a gap to GWS, then West Coast Eagles. But West Coast Eagles, with um, playing deep into the season last year... They got better as it went on. They're going to get better as it goes on and they're scrounging out wins at the moment. They beat Gold Coast by not much. They beat Frio by not much. They're going to get to round 12, round 14 and they're going to put the pedal down and they're going to win enough games to be lethal at the end of the year. So West Coast, I expect to jump back up. A question without notice, uh, talking about Darcy Moore, a defender's or a footballer's getting taller because he's 200... Like when you were playing, would, would you find yourself on... 200 centimetre no, defenders? No, never. There were no 200 centimetre key defenders. And I just mentioned Freo. Pierce and Hamling are both nearly 200. And Roughhead and Mora. That's yeah. incre- That's Ruckman size. Yeah. So, yeah, they're getting bigger. Because I remember, like, back when I was following footy, uh, footy as a kid, Spider Burton, who was 210 centimetres, he was heralded as a yeah. big, gi- mm. the gi- biggest giant to ever Darcy play the game. Darcy Moore's 203. Yeah, we've got 203 centimetre yeah. playing in key. Uh, it's, it's ridiculous. Yeah. Mm. Good point, Richard. Hey, we touched on this a bit earlier. Stephen May in the news. He's been in the news all all season, probably for the for the wrong reasons. But 
What are, you, what are your thoughts on, on, on what's happened and unfolded here? I don't know what Melbourne's rules and regulations are. And I think when you have alcohol bans, a blanket ban, it just creates problems. I don't know why black guys can't have a couple of bit. Treat them like adults. Mm. And if they then abuse that fact and go out and write themselves off or get in trouble, then, then you come down heavily on them. But let them decide whether they can have a beer or not. And I reckon most of the time, as adults, you'll make the right decision. And I'd like to see footy clubs back their players in a bit more, yep. at least publicly, and then privately they might take him aside and give him a little whack. They but, would have given him a little whack, yeah. why embarrass him publicly? They need to, they need why to don't you support, support your players? Yeah. But Stephen May's got to realise that he's news at the moment because of the mm. way he's turned up for pre-season, yep. he's out with an injury, and to be drinking while he's out with an injury that was only going to end in tears if someone did took a photo and someone did take a photo, unfortunately. I, I believe Stephen May should be able to, even if he's injured, go down, enjoy a beer at his local pub and have a good time without going overboard. I don't think yeah. one or two beers is going to hurt. So, uh, look, uh, and you've got some information around who took, who the, took photo. the photo. Yeah, who I is this well, cretin? I, I, I don't know the actual name because my source wouldn't give it to me, but there's a, there's a, there's a man here who, who in our, in our that That's what I don't understand. But my understanding is that this photo was taken and it was sent in a in a WhatsApp group. Here's a picture. Here's Stephen May having a beer. Right. In, in this WhatsApp group was a very prominent journalist. And right. from there, the oh, news, it's spread, it, it's spread from there. But, uh, yeah, that's it's. I mean, seriously. <laughs> in what, a very what prominent age? journalist. Mm. Why name names, mate? I can't. No one's listening. To I us. don't know who the journalist was. That's all. That's all I can Haven't say. Have we got any listeners? We've got a lot of listeners. We are now officially the number one. <laughs> I was podcast just trying to get him to say the name. <laughs> no, I can't. I don't know the name, but the, that is how it unfolded. But I mean, what type of society? There's, there's the two AFL players get paid a lot of money. They're in the public eye. Should they? Should they have to put up with this, or is this? Is this just gone completely well, too th- far? This is why players get overseas for a month or so at the end of the year, so they can go out, sit down, and have a meal and, and a couple of drinks without people taking photos of them. Good times overseas. Probably more than a, <laughs> pro- probably more than a couple of drinks and a meal when you're overseas. <laughs> it's time to pick the mind of one of our podcast hosts, Brandy. Now, this is to your credit, you started this segment. It's a it's a mind, I tell you. You, you know what? I've, just before he's, you he's pick got, my he's mind, he's got one little mind here on this shoulder and one on this shoulder as well. Can I just? You know how I said about twenty minutes ago, I've just got to do my parking again. Hmm. What? I forgot to press confirm. Oh, no. So that's 20 minutes ago. I've just confirmed it now. I would have got a ticket in that time, wouldn't I? I don't, I'm would, interested yeah. how this works. What a, This is Pace incredible. Get on right. Pace Here we go. Right, let's All right. go. Questions for Richard. I'll yeah. start off. Yep. Do you think you would do a better job than Michael Christian? No. Ooh. Showering in your undies after a game of footy, yes or no? Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> Did you? <laughs> it was at the chair. All right. Uh, Absolutely not. You need to. If no, you should just get yeah. in there and and uh, be free. Who would you take out of Aaron Norton and Jeremy Cameron at the age Aaron Norton is right now? No, Jeremy Cameron was better than Norton at the same Ooh. age. Would you be mates with Brownie if he wasn't providing you cushy, very well paid gigs? Oh yes, I would be. <laughs> Nathan, once you get to know him, he's not as harsh as mm. the exterior seems. Now. Sydney Friday night, normally we travel. I assume you're going to the game. Do you yeah. take a taxi to the airport or do you get a private driver? Oh, don't tell me. I would get a driver. Oh. <laughs> it's cheaper, <laughs> who's Don? Do- he's on Channel 7's Don? No, it's cheaper than a taxi. Mm. Seriously. Well, what an Uber? No, a, a driver. Ch- who's a, paying for that? Get a cab charge. Hey, um, have you ever made up a story for a sportsman's night? Yes, I have. Most of them. <laughs> I've got a good one that I make up about him in New York. How I do you, heard this one. How did you miss so many goals from the goal square? 
Because you just mentioned that little man in uh, my head and he became very loud from about 10 metres out. Uh, what percentage of your income is in cash that you haven't declared to the tax office? Absolutely none. I declare everything. What mate of yours told a guy in Las Vegas who bumped into him that he was golden gloves back in Australia? Uh, Kane Pettifer. <laughs> who does the best cash in, in in the industry? Ooh, probably Brian Taylor. Ooh. You don't have any academic achievements, yet you yeah. tell people you have a Bachelor of what? The street. <laughs> <laughs> That is serious, though. You can go to uni for 15, 20 years if you like, but nothing will educate you more than the street. He's always been big on his Bachelor of the Street. <laughs> Have you got any more? No. I've got one more. Are All you right. voting Labor, Liberal, oh, or the Greens, oh, oh, oh. or the Shooters, Fishers, and uh, whatever? Like the, Oh, I, I'm undecided at mm, the moment. Swing. I need to have a little bit, a little bit more of a look at the policy oh. they're going to provide. Movie line time of the podcast, Richo. It's a very, very exciting we had segment. Pulp fiction last week, huh? I know. Well, actually, I haven't listened to it yet, but uh, how'd it go? No, you should well, learn. Yeah, it was good. <laughs> we thought it went well. Oh, good. Well, what have we got this week? Well, during the week, you know, I discussed this with Nathan uh, on an email, and I thought Ooh. any given Sunday, a great movie, so many great, yep. um, great scenes in that where Al Pacino's coaching his boys. So I said, any given Sunday for Nathan, I've set him the challenge. Yeah, he also mentioned leaving Las Vegas, which I couldn't find. So he gave him the option, leaving Las Vegas yep. or any given Sunday. So I went down the Stephen May path, and on this program today, we've been very pro Stephen May, thinking that he shouldn't have got in trouble. So this is just a, a bit of a funny take. Right. So this is no way having a go at Stephen Ooh, May. Yeah. All right. Are you going to throw to the scene from Any Given Sunday? Here is the scene from Any Given Sunday. The margin for error is so small. I mean, one half a step too late or too early, and you don't quite make it. One half second too slow, too fast, you don't quite catch it. The inches we need are everywhere around us. They're in every break of the game, every minute, every second. On this team, we fight for that itch. On this team, we tear ourselves and everyone else around us to pieces for that itch. We claw with our fingernails for that itch. Because we know when we add up all those inches, that's going to make the fucking difference between winning and losing. Between living and dying. I'll tell you this, in any fight, it's the guy who's willing to die who's going to win that itch. Oh, Al Pacino, eh? <laughs> Look at that. Big shoes to Phil. All right, here we go. Good I don't know what to see, really. Oh, dear. Three don't, 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 you don't have to do hey, the accent. Don't do an American Don't accent. do the accent. <laughs> Three metres to get to the bar to get another drink. All comes down to timing. Either I go home now or I'm in real trouble. Photo by photo, skin fold by skin fold until I'm finished. I'm in hell right now, gentlemen, and I can stay here and get that photo taken of me or I can fight my way back into the light one inch at a time. Now, I can't do it for you. I'm too blind. I look around, I see all these pretty faces, and I think I made every choice a middle-aged footballer can make. I came back overweight, believe it or not. I tore my groin 
And lately, I can't stand the face I see in the mirror. In either game, football or getting to the bar, the margin for error is so small. I mean, one half step too late or too early and the bar staff are serving someone else. One half too slow or too fast and another person squeezing. The inches we need are everywhere around us. Now, I can't make you do it. You you look at the guy next to you, look into his eyes. Now, I think you're going to see a guy that'll go that inch with you. And you've got to ask your mate. It's your shout. <laughs> Very good. Nathan Brown, scriptwriter. That is magnificent. I, doesn't it, when you're at the bar and you've had a few and you're just... <laughs> oh, how hard uh, is it to get in? Oh, like, I know. And then, and then, you know, there's, always then the, there's always someone behind the bar that doesn't like you. No. Yeah, they serving. go to someone else. Yeah. And then you start... Especially if you've had a few, every bloke, you're a bit nervous. You're not and if there's a good-looking girl there, every bloke will let her go, oh, you go through, yeah. sweetie. No, I didn't mind that. That was good. Yep. You know good. what I reckon we can get one out of? A few good men when yeah. uh, Jack Nicholson's oh, on the stand. I reckon right. there's a good one. In good there. podcast today. Good work, well, we haven't finished yet, but your bet. Oh, yeah, your bet. I, I, <laughs> I am taking the Bombers, Bombers head-to-head into Fremantle head-to-head. Multi. Like, let's just, what odds would you give of me having a ticket when I get down to MacArthur? Ah, uh, good, good. We $1. can follow this. Yeah, $1. $1. Oh. they are ruthless here. Again, thank you very much for joining. Of course, a big, big thank you to Hugo Wines. We've already tucked into a few down Thanks, the Will. pool. Richo thank is going to tuck into some. HugoWines.com.au. I can assure you it's a lovely drop. Gamble responsibly.